Hello and welcome to another episode of the Full Force Weekly, brought to you by Generals Joe's Reborn.com with me as your host, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80. For today's episode, I'm joined by the awesome Patrick Not Picard Stewart. In this regular video series, we round up all the week's news in the world of G.I. Joe. What is it, Pat? It's the Full Force Weekly. Yes, it ruddy well is. Oh, my favorite time of the week, Pat, after I have built up all of the videos and prep and slideshow for this episode, which has taken about three days to do, and then I can just relax and have fun with you and then just leave, forget about it afterwards. That's what I love most about the weekly, is I don't have to edit anything. That used to be the worst thing ever for those that uh, used to watch us back in the day. Uh, but anyway, how are you doing, my good man? Uh, doing pretty well. Uh, I actually feel pretty well rested today, which isn't always the case for the weekly. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when you're yawning when I'm talking about something, yeah, it's like, oh, he's going on about Lightfoot again. Yeah, uh, I get it. Um, good to see everyone in the comments as per usual. I uh, hope everyone's having a cracking Saturday morning already. I've already been on. I've already done a live, Pat, mate. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm more of a, you know, get it done kind of guy. Two streams in the morning. That's how it goes for me. Yeah, I thought that I would catch the end of that. And then it was already done. And it was like an hour and 17 minutes long. And I was like, <laughs> man, he's really getting to it earlier this morning. Yeah, I started at 4 a.m. on that one. I didn't. Um, I had to get up early, though, to uh, finish all the other work I had to do for this. And we've got a monthly coming out. My goodness, we're cranking out the content, are, are we not? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I actually have uh, articulated points later today, too. Yay! I'll be sharing that later. Um, good, Yeah, like I said, good to see everyone in the comments. Neil, David, Eric. Who else we got? Windblade, Michael, Leon, Jason, Ben, RKW, Paul. Good to see you all in here, guys. I uh, hope all my cheese bags, or our cheese bags, sorry, Pat, I just I co-opted the entire fandom there. Sorry. Our cheese bags are doing well. Um, Chris, when does Chuckles drop? That's hilarious. That's hilarious, Mike. Um, now get out. Uh, we'll be talking about Chuckles, though, and probably, actually, that's a good segue, Mr. Price. Is it not, Pat? It's perfect. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Amazing stuff. A lot of fears were quashed yesterday when Chuckles finally went up on Pulse for everybody to get involved in after a short period of time following SDCC. It didn't take long until we started to see images of the figure in hand overseas already, and then a video review from Fatboy Toy Review on YouTube. Speaking of Pulse, it continues to expand. This time they announced that Taiwan are the next unlocked achievement to get the online retail treatment. With recent announcements for the EU and many others, it does feel like Hasbro is working towards total world domination by the end of the year. Year, and if Classified keeps churning out figures the way it is doing, they might cover the earth in Joes by 2024. They already have covered the earth in Joes. Uh, like, it, it's it's nuts, isn't it? I'm finding it really difficult to keep up. How are you doing, Pat? Uh, not well. You know, it's I, I, I didn't pre-order everything, but that's just what I do now. I just don't bother pre-ordering it. I'm not part of the craziness of Range Vipers being cancelled or anything oh, like that's that. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just going to go buy one in the store. That's how it's going to work for me. I'm not I'm not doing the the insanity of of having everything drop at once and just, you know, spending $1000 in Joes in a month. 
Yeah, I have to admit the uh, Range Viper thing is just another level, isn't it? Because obviously we talked last weekend um, about the fact that Walmart had had some sort of glitch on their system and everything. Range Vipers had gone to zero or something on their site. And effectively what it meant was people thought, oh, we're getting our stuff cancelled. And then they were contacting customer service. Customer service were explaining to them that don't worry, There'll be um, that, you know, that everything will be rectified. Clearly it wasn't. And now we've got a load of people with cancelled range vipers again. And it seems to be a lot of people. So this is definitely um, a, no, a, an issue. And again, Walmart, man, they just do this all the time. Either they're delivering via, you know, Volcano or they're just messing these pre-orders up i don't get how a massive multi multi-million dollar billion dollar corporation can be so poor at something so basic yeah i don't know i mean part of me thinks that they they just figure that if they don't sell it to you they'll sell it to someone else and they just don't care it, that's the at problem, the end of the it? day they'll still be walmart and will still be able to function the way that they currently do and yeah it's, it's a not... shame to think of it that way but that's probably what it is you're right it's not a toy store and that isn't even their focus. So they don't give a crap if, you know, one yeah, element. But then they'll also not care if they put them on clearance or send them to a clearance outlet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They just kind of don't care. Um, it's a shame. It sucks. For those that are affected by the Range Viper cancellation, I am sorry. It's, it's rubbish. Um, but it does look like it's going to be having to go to Walmarts. <laughs> Everyone's just like, Really? That's the option. God damn it. Anyway, let's get back to Chuckles because uh, that's more fun. Uh, so he went up for pre-order after all that worry and concern that no, that people wouldn't be able to get hold of him. Loads of people like, I really need this. I really want this figure. I want to make sure I get it. Um, couldn't get it over SDCC and the, and the fears grew and everyone was so worried. And I was like, guys, it'll go up. Don't worry. It'll go up for pre-order. It might sell out quick, but it'll go out, go up for pre-order eventually. It did go up for pre-order. And guess what, guys? It's still available right now. Like, how long? That's got to be a record, hasn't it, Pat? Yeah. For Honestly, for any figure. Like, it's... I mean, some figures have, have remained available after they've gone up recently, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's gotta be a record for any San Diego GI Joe thing. Like I can't really remember the last thing that stayed available this long, if anything. I think there's an element here of more production, higher production numbers, uh, definitely yeah. because like, I, I feel like, you know, with that whole kind of Dr. Mindbender situation where some people still haven't received theirs, they're not doing another run of them. They seem to have kind of got to the end of the Doctor Mindbender kind of thing, uh, and you know, there's still there's still distribution issues, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think based on that and that alone, they've gone. We don't want to deal with that again. Let's just make more of these figures and um, make sure everyone gets one. Uh, and it just feels like that's been done here. And I think everyone's going to. I've, I've got a feeling it's probably low quantities left now but i feel like there was a oh it is sold out thank you tyrone that must have been really? very recent because i checked i like, just I, checked it after we went live i checked just before i went live with the first stream i did so um yeah tyrone is saying it's, it's sold out uh but i've got to say last time i checked it was uh, uh, it was up for pre-order 
That's yeah, actually a good thing, though, because one, it was up long enough for everyone to get involved in. Yeah. And two, it sold out, which shows that's, you that still the popularity there. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I went to my window. It said pre-order available. I clicked refresh and it sold out. So yeah, it literally just sold out. It must have been, yeah, absolutely recent because I did the same thing this morning before I did my... Um... I, it's, I opened the page when we went live. That's crazy, isn't it? So thank you, Tyrone, for get, letting us know that because now we can say officially Chuckles is sold out on Hasbro Pulse. Now that means that they had shifted an absolute fudge ton of figures over SDCC and a pre-order block, and that is incredible. Um, Leon Jano says, UK Pulse still not sold out. That's awesome. Good to know. Thank you. Um, Super Science says, Mark has sold out on purpose to create demand, maybe? I doubt it. I mean, they will probably have some more figures, definitely, uh, that they can kind of sneak out here and there. But I don't think they've, yeah. they've covered their allotted um, figure uh, allotment, I would imagine. What do you think, Pat? Yeah, I, I would think that and the way that they're generally doing things, since he doesn't seem to be in stock yet, actually physically for them, uh, I think that what they've been doing is they've been doing the majority of the run as a pre-order, and then whenever they arrive, a smaller quantity that goes up on blind later. So I would think that he'll probably pop up again, but most of them are already spoken for. And yeah. If they were going to to fake it, I would think they would have faked it already because there were a lot of people saying this one's going to to close out. And to be honest, I was probably about to say that unless somebody said, <laughs> hey, it's sold out. But yeah, it's looking like, um, honestly, I kind of thought that maybe they produced too many of them on the basis of San Diego numbers. Since Mindbender is a, an incredibly popular character, I, I don't know. I think Mindbender is more popular than Chuckles. You don't think so? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the parameters involved in that, right? So is Mindbender more iconic than Chuckles? Maybe. Because I think yeah. you've got to take into consideration the the comic. Be, uh, sorry, the cartoon being that kind of mass appeal commercial level of G.I. Joe back yeah. at that point. And because Chuckles was only in the movie, um, I would say that I'd have to say that you're probably right on that. Is he more popular? Don't know. Is he more iconic? Almost certainly. It's hard to say because Chuckles is quite iconic as well, isn't he, with the, the shirt and everything? I don't know. It's a difficult one to say. Uh, if you list the top 25 Joes and the top 25 Cobras, you'd get to you'd get to Mindbender a whole lot faster than you'd get to Chuckles. I think that Mindbender is easily more popular than Chuckles. I I'll, think if I'll you give you, people... Well, I'm not arguing with you, Pat. I'm just, I'm like laying out the, like, you know, the, uh, trying to get the, the, the crux of what you're saying, trying to break it down, if you're not. Yeah. I mean. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying you're probably right. But like, I'm trying to think like, in terms of all of the different ways they've been portrayed in the media, how many times we've seen it. Mindbender's definitely come up way more than Chuckles. He's been yeah. involved in more of the little games he's been involved in the comic more he's been involved i mean chuckles has a comic of his own effectively in cobra but mindbender has been pretty constant throughout the the, car, the the comic and consistent as well and so 
and in the cartoon he's one of the main main villains in the second series so yeah yeah and even in the new sculpt era it's like when are we getting mindbender and then mindbender came but and people asked for chuckles especially with his presence in the comic at the time but uh, i don't think the demand was as heavy yeah i think I, i'm looking at it from a what figure would i personally prefer to have in hand and it would I, it's difficult for like again because i'm not the i'm not the the be all and end all of the fandom yeah uh, but i definitely prefer chuckles over mindbender i'm not saying that um mindbender isn't really i love that figure it's a great figure but um mm -hmm. yeah you you're right i think you're i think you're totally right in on, on when you break it down mindbender is definitely way more popular but even then take that into consideration it's another sellout pat it is, yeah, it and is. And it's a sellout in a short period of time. Like, it wasn't minutes, obviously, but that I feel, I feel like it's almost like a lot. I feel like a lot of people were probably going, "I'm not going to bother because I'm not going it, to. It'll be sold out before I even, you know, have a chance to even look at it." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, "Oh, oh, it's still, it's still available." All right, I'm going to go in there and get it now. It's probably something along those lines because it's why would you put it off? Do you know what I mean? Like. And the fact that it's sold out still means the same people are buying it, I guess. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people weren't even paying attention to what time that it's going to show up as available. Because, honestly, there's just been this huge sea of information that if you are even more than a casual collector, uh, it's, it's easy to miss information because there's so much information coming all the time. Yeah. It's constant. It's nonstop. <clears throat> and uh, obviously, Yojo June is always going to be like that. July, yeah. to a similar degree, has had a similar footprint. Not the same, but similar because of SDCC. But then the back end of SDCC has just made it even more intense and, and crazy. And then going, we, we're going to be going into August, and I still think we're going to be seeing stuff. Not like yeah. at the same rate that we saw over June and July. But it's definitely been a classified summer. It's been it's been nuts so far. Yeah, and it's not just GI Joe though too. You you also no. have constant Ninja Turtles releases. Oh my pushing God. the GI Joe information down to the bottom on all of the toy news websites. Yeah, so it, it's hard to follow. It is. It is. Um, anyway, um, also it's already shown up in a hand in places, which is blowing my mind. Um, also, sorry, ignore the range vipers on that shot, guys. I know a lot of you are probably, that's probably getting PTSD already from uh, the Walmart cancellations. Um, but also, we, we, we've seen in hand there Grunt and Tunnel Rat. Now, this was from an overseas convention. We don't know exactly, I don't know exactly where, sorry. It might be known, but I don't. Um, and I think it was uh, Andrew Lee, I believe, posted the image. So thank you, Andrew, for that. Um, and of course, very jealous that you've got Tunnel Rat, Grunt, and Chuckles already. Um, at least I know my Range Viper is coming in the post. Again, sorry to rub that into anyone who's had theirs cancelled today. Uh, I've, I've got a funny feeling when I do that unboxing, it's just going to be angry emojis throughout the, the comments the entire time. Uh, interesting to see it in hand already, Pat. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm really happy that people care because Range Viper is one of those ones that's a later Cobra that I like. Yep. And I could see a lot of people just not caring, but that's not the case. People people want this figure and, and I'm glad. It's a beautiful looking figure as well, I've got to mm. say. I'm really into that. And I love the 788 Fire Team deco redeco of it as well. It's it's a 
it's awesome uh i am triggering people sorry sam <laughs> um right so that is pretty much all we've got to talk to talk about on that one uh chuckles is no longer sold out uh which is amazing i'm i'm kind of glad he sold out and i'm also glad that he, it dragged on a little bit longer than usual because it allowed people to get involved with it and that's i think the kind of important thing it's just a regular pre-order feeling rather than one of those things where it's like gone in 60 seconds and nick cage has just zipped off with your ferrari um anyway <laughs> that was a that was a movie reference pat um next up we have a little bit more about packaging as we're looking at packaging on screen but this time from haslab figures Images out of Hasbro's Hong Kong Expo gave us our first looks at the Haslab figure packaging. We got to see the Hiss Driver, Female Gunner and Tactician in their new boxes and the carded retro Cobra Commander. They all look great and the Ron Rudat signature is a lovely touch on the Tactician package. Yes it is. That was a quick video. You weren't expecting it to be that quick, were you Pat? Um, yeah, we are at packaging images now. Uh, first looks at the Hiss Tank figure packaging. Um, and it's actually looking quite quite nice. Uh, I'm quite into the designs on these. Um, we'll start with, there's got the overall shot there, the whole display. This is in the uh, Expo in Hong Kong. And we've got the retro-carded Cobra Commander there, Pat. Now, I'm sure you've got something to say about uh, the retro-carded figure first, because they use, it looks like they're utilizing the same art from the O-ring figure. Yeah, just kind of copy and paste the what i said about this artwork before that i i really don't like the way that they've portrayed the helmet here it's yeah. that's that's not the shape of a cobra helmet yeah it's very the, the artistic interpretation has been uh yeah uh, exaggerated quite a lot there hasn't it yeah and I, I don't really know why um why they don't pick up on that based on like just look at the other art that you're trying to uh fit in with with the old Garrido art, like that's that's not how he was making the helmet look. So I, I don't I don't know why that looks like that. Honestly, I would have just preferred just seeing the old Cobra Commander art again instead of this. I just I don't like it. No, um, I, I, I'm with you on that one, dude. Um, I but the, the, there are some positives to take going forward with this retro series, yes. right? Um, thicker card back. Yeah, that's a bonus. And obviously for when Walmart, <laughs> well, they don't have to deliver it anymore because it's mainline. So thank, thank the Lord, we don't have to have the ancient trebuchet, flaming trebuchet delivery system any longer. Uh, thicker card and the white border seems to be back. Are you happy about those two inclusions? I don't know why the white border helps so much, but it does. It like, does. You, yeah. you kind of need to have that white border. Otherwise, it there's just something weird looking about the package without it to me. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm definitely glad to see that back. Uh, it, the the figure does kind of, you know, the proportion of figure and package, like figure and bubble, to art is not quite the same way it, it was a long time ago. So the retro feel is is off a little bit compared to say a. a, a three and three quarter inch figure, but uh, yeah, I'm glad the way that they're the way that they're doing this. I, I think that it looks good. This is this is the way to do it. I think. I feel like this opens the door for some more interesting inclusions in the retro series as well. The fact that it's going to be mainline, the fact that it's going to be um, 
like you know slightly redeveloped a little bit i've got you know the the inclusion i've got the feeling that we're going to see more interesting retro um uh accessories included in much the same way that we saw with lady j with gung ho uh all that kind of stuff is is something that i'm really looking forward to them doing going forward of course we'll get to it a little bit later but there are other figures they've been name only revealed already uh for the line and some more information as well which we'll get to a little bit later on paul has asked why did they step away from the garrido art uh now the hector garrido art is obviously the the uh, the original artwork on a lot of the early uh, joe figures was hector garrido rest in peace and um he did a phenomenal job of like you know kind of bringing our um you know like it, I, I suppose our imaginations to life with the artwork um, is that something you kind of miss, Pat, with these kind of uh, retro carded things? Because we end up getting kind of an amalgamation, don't we, uh, a lot of the time? Well, I think there's another answer here for Cobra Commander. I mean, some of the art that we've gotten in the amalgamation stuff has been kind of bad in the retro series where they're just adding in the joints on the knees and weird things like that. But with this art, I think that what's going on is you had... This is using the same art from the Sky Striker set, which was the Cobra Commander with the Mickey Mouse logo. And in the three and three quarter set, they'd already done a Cobra Commander that did not have the Mickey Mouse logo and was carded with the Garrido art. Yeah, and I think that's what you're seeing here. This figure is going to have this new art that they made specifically for that early Mickey Mouse logo, and we'll probably get a Cobra. We're getting you know a Cobra Commander at retail later with this mold uh that will most definitely use the garrido art and that yeah. way they will be more different so i do think it's a good idea to make them more different just don't like the way the helmet looks on the art that's all yeah thank you for that comment paul and yeah that's a good answer pat i like it uh jeremy's not a fan of the card art himself no yeah i'm, I'm not a massive fan of it like I, I think it looks good but i'm with pat i think the helmet is just taking it away a little bit i think if the helmet was the right proportion i think I wouldn't really have much of an issue with it, I don't think. Um, anyway, loads of comments. Sorry, guys. Uh, Retro Scarlet on that card, Rob Walsh. Yes, Rob, indeed. Retro Scarlet, Retro Duke, and there'll be another uh, Retro Cobra Commander to come as well without the uh, with the with the regular logo. Um, um, I hope the Dragonfly figures aren't on cards as I need to open them. Leon, I believe none of those are retro carded figures. Uh, Rip Ripcord, Nightforce Crazy Legs, Glenda and wild bill will probably all be um i don't think any of them have been described as retro so they're, they're all effectively going to be boxed figures i believe um anyway i'm glad i'm glad uh on the feature on card figures the cards are being beefed up yeah absolutely i mean it's it's a huge hugely important one um it's gonna be i suppose it it, it, it one it adds to the the actual feel of the figure itself and it feels sturdy and it feels better and you don't feel so like you have to be so delicate with it um and two for delivery purposes if you are unfortunate enough to get one from somewhere that delivers it in a bag then uh like walmart for example then you know hopefully it will be able to kind of weather some of the the post issues um anyway yeah, a lot of people kind of saying the same thing about the helmet there, mate. They think you're right on that one, Pat. Um, uh, I will I will actually say, though, I did love um, Adam Rich's Night Force Ripcord artwork on the Sky Strike Lab, and I'm happy to see that taken over 
to the classified um, retro card. Would, would you agree with that one, Pat? Uh, yeah, I would like to see that on a, on a classified retro card. Um, but like you said, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. But we'll see if that art ends up in there in some other fashion. Yeah, true. True that. Um, uh, 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 that's it, I think, at the moment. Uh, cheers, Chris. The Sky Striker Night Force ripcord at card back is amazing, says Leon. Yes, it is, isn't it? It's brilliant. Um, uh, and 19JJ says, or 19JJ Ace, I'm not sure how that goes. I'm spray painting my tactician purple. Nice. Well, I think a lot of people wanted a purple uh, tactician, didn't they? Speaking of tacticians, we do obviously see a lot more of the packaging here. Um, I actually quite like the vibe of this. I like the design and uh, I love the art because I know some of it is Oliver Barrett. Some of it is uh, Ron Ruda. Um, are you like, uh, what are your thoughts, Pat, I should say? Uh, I, I enjoy it. It's I, I think that this... That having a cohesive look that is specific to the HasLab that's all very red. Yeah. Every, everything in this is all has that red hue to it. And I think that that's kind of neat because uh, you see that at a toy show, it's going to stick out. You see it on your shelf, it's going to stick out. Um, it just, it's a, it's a HasLab. They needed to do something a little different. Yeah. And I like what they, I like Ron's uh, tactician art as well. That's really cool. Just really excited to see all of this. And I believe the signature is part of the design. Yeah, um, it is. I just, I just want to make that clear. A lot of people have asked that question, um, like when the post went up and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's part of the design. Um, I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure Ron did it that specifically, or is he going to do all of them by hand? Could you imagine? <laughs> Ron's just like, yeah. I've uh, lost the will to live now and um, starting to write a different name on all of them. Starts writing random names on it. That's what I would do. I not even realize. Uh, anyway, that's that. That's the packaging. Um, yeah, nice to see it finally. It's it's weird that they they. I, I suppose they split up some of their little exclusive reveals, don't they, across all of their different kind of events. And uh, it's nice that this um, Hong Kong Expo gets like a nice little reveal like that. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, 27,000 signatures, says Paul Galliano. Probably be more than that, wouldn't it? Because people would have bought malt. Oh, I don't know. Can't even think straight. I think it was orders, not uh, backers. <clears throat> so yeah, it would be about, it would be a lot of signatures, basically. Right then, that's everything for the HasLab, I think. There's another slide there, is the Pat? Uh, no, that's it. Okay, cool. Next up then, we're going to recap that SDCC panel, which should take about three weeks. SDCC came and went at a rapid speed, but my goodness, it did not disappoint. The Saturday panel from the G.I. Joe brand team went down a storm with name-only reveals for Jinx, Torch, Retro Duke and Retro Scarlet, digital renders of Python Patrol Copperhead, Python Trooper, ignore the typo, Buzzer, Shockwave, Helix, General Hawk and Ripper, as well as our first looks at the Crimson Strike Team 3-pack and pre-order drops for the 788 Fire Team, Tripwire and Family, and the Steel Core 2-pack, which actually went up on the following Monday. They also decided to reveal the SMS with Techno Viper and the Vamp with Clutch before retiring to the show floor where there was one more mind-blowing reveal left to show off, Mutt and Junkyard. We got a lot of awesome info out of the event, 
courtesy of the interviews and chats going on at regular intervals throughout the week. So let's get stuck into it all, shall we? Lots to cover here, Pat. So we will kind of rinse through it at a heavy pace, I would say. <laughs> so um, this was like, I did like a live for this one uh, and just recapped the final day of SDCC. But the last weekly we did, um, the panel happened afterwards, obviously, because that's what we do. We like to do stuff before things happen or during. <laughs> we like to we like to have stuff break while we're talking about stuff. Um, and anyway, lots of stuff to get through. So the actual panel itself started off with a bunch of name-only reveals. They Jinx, Torch, Retro Duke, Retro Scarlet. So first up, Pat, what are your thoughts about Jinx and Torch joining the, the lineup? Happy with that? I'm super excited about Jinx for the, I mean, Jinx was one of the ones that I was excited about whenever she came out. Uh, and I was not really buying a ton of Joes at the time. And Torch was one of my figures that I played with a lot as a kid. He's nice. going to finish out those Dreadnoughts. The one thing I will say about Torch is that I've seen that Buzzer, they have added an additional accessory compared to what the vintage one came with. If you look at some variations of the vintage Torch package, it actually says that he includes an entrenching tool. And Ooh. Torch did not include that. So I would love it if for some reason maybe they've noticed that uh, on the off chance that they've noticed that because that'd be a really hard thing to ever notice anywhere. But it'd be really cool if he included something because I still don't know what that vintage one was going to look like. Yeah. Um, but it would be neat if he included an additional accessory. I hadn't even thought about that, but that's a great, that would be a great shout if, yeah, if they picked up on that, which would be yeah. freaking awesome. Um, Torch is an interesting one for me because obviously he wasn't available in the UK. By the time International Heroes rebrand happened, we had our three dreadnoughts, like the, the three stooges, were Buzzer, Ripper, and Monkey Wrench, uh, especially in like, the comics, um, in the figures, and all that kind of stuff. So it was interesting that we just didn't really get Torch. Yeah, we did get Torch in the VHS episode. So it wasn't like, you know, I, I saw the dreadnoughts as those three, even though we didn't really have it in the comics and we didn't really have those three uh, as, as figures necessarily. But Torch is definitely one that kind of is up there as one that I'm very excited about because we didn't have him. Same with Chuckles. Same with, I don't know, who else did we not have? There's plenty of figures we didn't actually get. So you had Blinken and Nod, but no Winkin. I know. Blinken, Nod, right? no Winkin. Plenty right? of... Yeah, I might have gotten their file names mixed up. So Dick Blinken Smythe is a buzzer. Yeah. Harry Nod is a ripper. Yeah, and okay, so would be, right. yeah, 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 yeah. You got it right. You got it right. Um, uh, what about your? What are your thoughts? Because we'll get we'll get to the renders next. Um, but what are your thoughts about them not having the backpacks and instead the main weapon tool is kind of like a combo type scenario. Uh, I kind of miss the backpacks, to be honest. Um, I always thought that it'd be neat if Buzzer's backpack was also something you'd find on, you know, the, the can on it was something you'd also find on a vehicle. Yeah. So with them doing the vamp right now, it would have been neat to have just used that same exact gas can. I, I don't know why. I mean, it's not like only one style of gas can exists in the world, uh, but it would have been interesting to me to have seen that. Well, my this is my thought process on it, right? They're going to be mainline figures. Um, I wonder, I wonder if they're going to do something like re-release the Dreadnoughts on retro cards oh. and give them more retro style mm. accessories. 
like the classic, you know, rifle um, chainsaw or and the backpack with the gas can. Uh, they've already got that. Cool. Well, we'll look at the renders in a sec, but I wonder if they're going to do something like that with the Dreadnoughts. That's going to eventually bat, uh, backfire on them if the retro line just becomes a double dip all the time and trains people to never buy the original figure. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, I wonder then if it's probably more likely at the moment that we'll see it used, because obviously there's a couple of examples, Retro Duke and Retro Scarlet, who we haven't really seen in the line yet because we've had... Uh, Duke from day one and Scarlet from day one that have been yeah. totally redesigned. So it kind of makes sense that these two appear in that first wave of, yeah. uh, of figures, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, so yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what these look like. I think that it could be really, really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, next up, we got the digital renders. Uh, Python Patrol Copperhead, pretty expected, I think uh, is the least we can say on this one because especially when we did that round table with Lenny and he pulled a Python cophead off the table to show us something about O-ring engineering. And then it was like, I wonder why the designer has that particular figure on his desk. I wonder if it's reference material. Yeah. yeah. Probably that. Um, so anyway, uh, this was probably, this is always going to happen. What do you think? I like it. Uh, they went with the, the sleeved version of Python Copperhead, whereas in the 25th, I believe that we got, you know, he was bare chested and bare armed like the original figure was. I think that this, yeah, it's it's sometimes a little weird whenever you just paint color on top of flesh. Skin, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, you know, it works as a skin tight thing that he's wearing, I think. And I think that it adds a little bit more of that crazy Python pattern to the figure and it's what I prefer. Imagine wearing that in the humid swamp, by the way. Yeah. Well, um, maybe it's like a, at the same time, maybe it's, a, you know, protecting him from what's in the swamp. True. Yeah. Mozzies, mosquitoes, and scary crocodiles. And yeah. Anyway, yeah. Amazing stuff. Uh, I do like this one. I love the fact they've got the, the new logo on his chest as well. I thought that was a nice little addition and something I hadn't picked up on initially when I saw but then uh, love the fact they've gone with that logo. That's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Python Troll. It's Cophead. It was always coming. Awesome. We also got this, which confused everybody because uh, in the panel, it said Python Officer. And we're like, we've already had a Python Officer. Is Hasbro doing that thing again where they make a massive mistake? And, and now we've got two Python Officers where we should have had this fixed. Uh, but what do you think about that, Pat? Because effectively, there's a lot of officer going on with this figure anyway. That's very true. But it's all part of that that classic mix-up where this one, you know, his name should have been Forlom. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I always get those two. Like, that the, That just kind of rings through my head of, of those mix-ups just must happen sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I think that it's cool. It does look like it is the officer um, gear, but uh, as someone else has pointed out to me, the, the gear on the the trooper kind of inhibits a lot of the motion of the figure, so it's not bad to have it um, to have it be less. I think this is the less bulky gear, isn't it? It looks like yeah, it's just it the is. web gear. It's just the yeah, web gear, um, it, and it makes it so that it's a little bit more. Uh, more classic looking to me. So yeah, it's this is a win all around. Plus, 
the real the really stick out thing here to me is that second head yeah because effectively you have you have a, a second head that's good for a trooper and that's going to look good on a ton of different bodies that that right now there's a lot of figures on clearance talking like star wars marvel um and i've seen people take the moff gideon figure the the blue one and actually reuse it for cobra commander and some other things that's cool it just makes me think that uh there's an opportunity if you're troop building this figure that you're now going to have a bunch of other troop builder heads yeah you could pop on some other body and and, and double your quantity for some things this is a good value absolutely i, I agree 100 two that. rifles so yeah two, two trooper heads two rifles it, it's a good value for sure you can definitely vary your little team of troopers here and also i will confirm yeah. this is 100 a python trooper 100 trooper confirmed by hasbro themselves um and the team uh when i message them to ask so this is 100 a trooper it was a typo during the panel but there are definite officer elements being utilized in the build uh, but obviously, again, the helmet gives it away. It's definitely a trooper anyway. Um, but yeah, there you go. Hopefully that clears that up to some degree. Buzzer. So this is Buzzer. And what they've thrown in here are, are some pretty cool extra elements. We've Obviously, the figure itself, 100% is like the embodiment of the vintage figure in six inch form isn't it i mean that is buzzer what like without fail there's no deviation really at all it looks great in my opinion uh well a little bit the 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 pads on his on his upper legs are modified a bit to now include holsters so that's a little bit different but i view it as an improvement because the overall look of the figure is not really affected at all they didn't remove them they didn't just leave them alone and have them free free flowing on the yeah i know what you mean yeah just randomly there kind of thing yeah yeah so they make a lot of sense uh the things that do stick out to me is that baseball bat with the saw blades obviously that's new is it a reference to like a mad max movie like is that something Possibly. that has been seen somewhere else i would suspect it it is yeah, hundred percent. I'll we'll definitely be asking those questions to uh, Lenny when we do the kind of like little design um, interview soon. But that's something I'd love to know what kind of reference that was going through his mind with that because that's that's definitely something. It looks it looks recognizable, but I can't pin down what I've seen it in. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know the the. The fact that Buzzer now just has a chainsaw makes a lot more sense than him having a rifle slash chainsaw, which is what the vintage figure really has. Um, so it it's fine. Um, I, I don't I don't really care either way. It's just it is a difference. Yeah, totally. Um, and I love I love that they included the kind of like axe nunchucker thing as well. That is yeah, wicked. Love that. Uh, so I've always really loved that that weapon on the vintage figure as well. I just thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, so I'm loving Buzzer. Of huge character in the Action Force International Heroes thing for me as well. So really happy we're getting these knocks. Um, next up then, Shockwave. And I just thought this guy looks freaking awesome. This is one that we've talked about loads. When Beachhead came out, we were talking about the fact you could just take Gung-Ho's hat and you could put it on him and you've effectively got Shockwave. And you could do like a couple of other changes and customize it basically. 
And we were surprised they hadn't done that to this point already. And finally, yeah. we get Shockwave. What are your thoughts? Uh, he looks really good. I like the Riot Shield, for sure. That's a nice inclusion. Yeah, really um, cool. And I, I really kind of want to have a little more time to to look through the build and see how much of it is new, how much of it is potentially reused, because if it's reused, it's disguised really, really well. Yeah. I, think I like that the that his guns have the the magazines that come out. Yeah, he's got two of the same ones, hasn't he? I've just noticed that. Yeah. I suppose like like double fist in the <laughs> Yeah, double holster. So yeah, it's almost like kind of yeah. like little like yeah, quick draw sort of double wielding machine guns. Uh, someone has asked why the same gun twice, says Jeff. Um, I guess it's just because of that. It's just kind of like you know, almost like a quick draw sort of scenario, but with submachine guns. Um, it is an interesting thing. I, I wonder why they didn't give him two different weapons, or maybe a pistol and a and a submachine gun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that they like having them match. Didn't they match in the 25th? They had taken that original gun and actually scaled it down, made it look a little more appropriately sized, in my opinion. I, don't uh, I thought that he included, I'm pretty sure he included two of, of the gun that he had uh, in the vintage line, just scaled down. Cool. I'll just um, have a quick look because that would probably be why, or that would be the reference, definitely, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, what I'm wondering is where that baton goes. Does it go inside the shield? I'll like tell you where it goes, 25th, mate. Like the 25th Alley Viper, or does it go on his back? Um, yeah, maybe it does go on his back. I, I think the, the obviously there's a knife sheath. There's another knife. There's like two knives there's he comes a knife with. Sheath up. There's a sheath yeah. up on his so chest. The small knife goes feet. up on the on the on the vest. The yeah. One, the, the bigger knife on his belt too on the back. Oh, yeah, it could do, couldn't it? I bet there's a little loop yeah. on the belt that it slides into. That's a good yeah. shout, actually, mate. Yeah. Um, the 25th had two pistols that were effectively the same. Yeah. So, what, yeah. It's, he has he had matching pistols, so now he has a matching different gun. The other, the original figure had one pistol and one kind of submachine gun with a little stock mm -hmm. on the back of it, like an extendable stock, even though it didn't extend. The, the imagination would have, it was yeah permanently yeah. extended thank you um yeah i'm surprised he hasn't got like a uh like a bigger rifle to go into the you know like almost like to point over the the corner square of his riot shield i'm surprised he hasn't got something like longer if you know what i mean kitty said he might actually this might not be his entire loadout he might have more items they've done this before with digital renders where they throw the render up and it actually has more things so um yeah I, it could, could be the fact there um future fortress maximus says it's not an extender um yeah that's the opposite of what i usually say uh, when it's an extender uh based on the alan partridge show anyway shockwave really cool one last thing i want to talk about on this one pat do you like the new um upgraded camo oh yeah i mean that's just making i uh, the the vintage camo it's very large squares. It, it looks like it's more of a a design pattern, really, than any effective camo. So, yeah, this this makes sense. This is good. I like the little and, yellow. And a bit of yellow in there. Yeah. It's, the yellow is barely there in the original figure. Yeah. And so it's barely there here as well, but it's done well. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I'm really a, a big fan of it, honestly. Um, yeah. So like, I would say 
might not be his full loadout. He might have more things that you never know. Uh, moving on. Helix. Oh, God, I love this figure. So this is a really cool head sculpt, I've got to admit. I think she looks phenomenal. I love how they've done the hair on this one. So different than what we've seen previously. Like, there's movement going on here. There's, like, you know, it's not, like, it's asymmetrical. There's there's a lot going on here with her head sculpt, and just that alone I, I love. I, I'm really curious to see this in full color, in physical form, because I like the way that they have the roots kind of coming through yeah. and showing on her hair. Um, and I, I'm curious to see if that is um, executed as well on the actual figure as it is here in the render. Totally. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. I, yeah, that is something you kind of got to uh, be a little bit wary of when you look at renders compared to uh, the actual physical product in hand. She comes with the dual-wielding pistols, but the, she's famous for that, and they look really cool. Mm -hmm. What I love, edition-wise, here are those Mantis blades that you see that are like Barakas from Mortal Kombat. Like, that's a yeah, yeah. crazy cool addition and something that um, Lenny mentioned, you know, based on her situational awareness kind of specialty or her, like, total battlefield awareness and that kind of, like, um, mathematical positioning with where guns go and movements and everything like that, those knives kind of, like, lead into that kind of narrative a little bit you know in the sense similar kind of way the way that she uses the the two, two pistols you can see her using those kind of uh, blades in a similar way uh yeah i they, honestly they're just kind of putting me in mind of valor versus venom slice yeah he hasn't too doesn't he yeah totally yeah I, again I, I forget that they're used in so many different like like new era and, and new sculpt era and stuff like that as well. I yeah, and, those. and they're not the same as what Scarlet was going to include for the... Uh, oh, the uh, urban one. The urban Scarlet, yeah, yeah. But this is the body, you know, that was being used for that Scarlet. So that would be a really weird um, <laughs> to finally get that figure, but now it's six inches, you know, that would be strange. <laughs> that would be wicked, actually, yeah. That's, that's real. That's, that's a deep... That's a recent deep cut that's yeah, really, really deep as well at the same time. Um, yeah, I think she's great, this figure. And I love the machete she comes with as well, which I think is a cookery. I think we've had this conversation before. Um, it's like, because I, I know the cookery to be like way more curved, like the Gurkha knife. Um, but I think that is the same, same family at least. Uh, and then, of course, the reuse of Storm Shadow's movie swords and backpack as well it's the sheath i guess for those um again cool to see her with swords because she uses them in the comic all the time so um yeah and i guess she's got the so i'm guessing here she's got the backpack that holds the swords the holsters to hold the pistols the mantis blades go on her wrists and that leaves the knife to go maybe on the back of the belt possibly yeah i'm just imagining things in the backs of belts because where else? I mean, I, I who knows? It looks like she has the Band-Aid on her wrist, though. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because the, the original figure had a Band-Aid on her, they, on her they, arm. I did it not notice like that. Yeah. That is a... Mate, how did you spot that? Because I was looking for it. That is freaking awesome. I Even if I'd been looking for that, I wouldn't have seen it. That's brilliant. Okay, that's cool. I again, all right. The amount of times I've seen these these images, how is something new coming out to me each time? That's 
freaking nuts. Yeah, the yeah, thing that Pat said something is that were those also used with Jinx? But the answer to that is yes, because the FSS Jinx was based on the Scarlet that we're talking about. So I never yes. had, I never opened that, so I wouldn't have known. Uh, and I didn't really pay much attention to it when I got the figure. So I feel bad that I didn't realize they were also with that Jinx figure. Yeah, it was City Strike Scarlet. Yes, Slay, that was the name of the figure. City Strike Scarlet, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, GOJ Club Jinx had the Mantis Blades, yep. Um, someone asked for, I hope they make Bomb Strikes a Super Saiyan Berserk. I hope they make Bomb Strike. That would be brilliant. Wouldn't it be cool if they did a drone with her like they did for the, uh, the, the club figure? Yeah, that'd be neat. Uh, I think that she comes with enough, though. This is this is good. I'm talking about bomb strike. Oh, bomb strike. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. If you're going to do bomb strike, I would want that little drone with that a little be... laptop and everything. Oh, that'd be yeah. so good. I'd yeah. be down for bomb strike, hundred percent. Yeah, love bomb strike. Uh, and Dawn Moreno as well. That would that's going to be yeah, bomb strike, Dawn Moreno, and Helix in the classified series, and we've covered. Where them. is Dawn Moreno? Like I overview. Know. Probably the most overdue figure of all time, and we're talking about figures that have—we're including figures there that are still not been done from the '80s, for goodness' sake. Yeah, like um, yeah. you know, like all you could even say um, Joe Colton, even further back, is probably overdue for a figure in the classified series. As is yeah. airtight, dial tone, mainframe. Oh, you're loose, just throwing in everybody now. Flash. Yeah, I There's do want a lot. Flash. That is true. There are loads that haven't been done yet. But then yeah, again, but I just said that hasn't been done at all. Yeah, I was going to say those could be done in a five-figure wave, though, couldn't they? The, the next five-figure yeah. re reveal. Uh, anyway, Helix, phenomenal lover. Can't wait to get that figure. So excited to get that figure. Brilliant. Um, Paul, uh, Helix is not a deluxe. No, um, these the five-figure wave is Buzzer. This five-figure mainline wave, Buzzer. Shockwave, Helix, General Hawk, which we'll talk about now, and Ripper. But we'll talk about General Hawk first, Pat. Happy with this one? Because I am blown away. Uh, yeah, I think that this is weathering done right. Because you know <laughs> that I'm, I am not a fan of tons of weathering on figures. Uh, what was the Transformers thing recently? Um, the, the, the CGI show that came out that every single figure was weathered. It was uh, Siege Transformers, yeah. um, War for Cybertron Siege. It was Siege, wasn't it? And every well, single one of them had it on them. Yeah, but they were not like... First of all, it's it's difficult to properly weather Transformers and make them look lived in because, you know, some of them are walking on their the hood of the car form. And it's like, well, then how does that work as wear for feet versus wear of something that's on the top of the car? Yeah. It just it doesn't really work out easily. Um but they also had the problem of we're just going to make their elbows super dirty. And it's like, did they just not wash? What is going on with this transformer? Yeah. Uh, and the reason why I really don't like weathering on like, you know, muddy his tank treads I yeah. don't like that uh, is that it looks so, uh, so specific. I was going to say specific. Yeah. It's, it's like a, I had a word for it and then I started talking and, and forgot but it's, it's so moment specific yeah that it doesn't have general general use for like a kid to pick up a toy and go play with it you know you can't have if all your his tanks are muddy they can't be waiting at base ready to go 
because yep. it looks like Cobra doesn't take care of their vehicles then. Yeah. It just it's it's too much to me. Uh, but a leather jacket is something that's going to have a little bit of wear to it that you're going to continue wearing it. So yeah. it's not specific to one moment. It it is does have more broad use. Uh, and it wouldn't quite look right if it didn't have that wear. It looks lived in, not dirty and filthy. Yeah, it's um, just like flexed where the el- elbows are, yeah. or like, yeah, like the like where it's rubbed against the edge where it sticks out a little bit near a seam or something. I, yeah. I think it's I think it's phenomenal. Right, me too. So I, I want to see this again. Like I said, uh, with with Helix, I want to see if the physical figure translates from the render this well. Um, one, a few people actually, quite a lot of people have been kind of um, mentioning the fact that he's got both colonel and general um like kind of display uh stuff on his on his i forget the term but you know what i'm talking about like uh, medals and badges and uh, rank insignia so he's got like um multiple kind of things going on there which kind of like we wouldn't have in reality what i say to that is that he was once a colonel and with it being gi joe and not really being real um i feel like the narrative is that he kind of it's to keep like a record of where he's come from, if you know what I mean. I mean, I know that that might be reaching a little bit, but in terms of that, it does not bother me that there's that kind of a bit of a crossover with the rank insignia. Um, like, because again, Joe is really not real. <laughs> Do you know? It's so not real. Yeah, but it's like, not real. Like, there's. Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that... like, even even if you take it, even if you take it as a universe, right? I mean, because like, effectively, you like, I would say that you know, you go to like, you watch a movie, that universe is in reality, right? In their reality, like, GI Joe is just so like it's in its own little space, its own universe, and it operates in in a different kind of thing. So yeah. I just I, I just see it as like you know more stuff to look cool on the figure rather than it being. That wouldn't happen in the military. Yeah, but also they'd be answering to Blumin Keelhall or who was the other one has got the highest rank who isn't actually anywhere. Like Wild Bill or something is like a really high rank or something. Someone's got a really high rank in the Joes and it's mental because they shouldn't. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. Anyway, don't know. anyway, that was my that's my two cents on that. But the figure looks great. I love the helmet, the two sets of goggles so you can have them over over the eyes or over the, the helmet. And then I think the weapon loadout kind of works for him as well. A couple of pistols, shotgun, and a kind of grenade launcher. That'll do for me. Yeah, I think that it looks good. He comes with more than just a, a pistol. But again, no backpack. Yeah, or is there? We don't know, because renders have done this to us in the past as well. Yeah, we'll see. It seems like they are kind of eliminating backpacks in general from the line. Chris Crushing Dreams 2023. Am I really? Um, but yeah, like Colonel Courage, Slipstream, Major Storm, all outrank the... <laughs> I think they all outrank General Hawk, basically. Um, I can't remember. There's something... There's, obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of mess going on in, in that hierarchy thing. Payload is an 06, isn't it? Yes. Thank you, Rachel. Um Robo Joe is the lowest ranked. I didn't know that, Jeremy. Did you know that? I thought it was Ambush was the lowest. Oh, interesting. Let's have an Ambush Robo Joe off, please. Um, 
amazing. I love the hair as well on this. I met that they've made him a little older, got the gray in there. Just phenomenal. Yeah, this is, I'm very excited for this. Very excited. Uh, anyway, Ripper to finish off the five figure wave. I love the Jaws of Life he's got. That is such a hardcore blooming Jaws of Life that he's got there. I'm really excited to see that all he, the, the gear he's got again is, is pretty cool and he looks great. Yeah. My brother, when he was looking for uh, car parts at a junkyard, happened across an original one just like his old one. Nice. That was neat. Yeah. Why did um, he buy it? I don't I don't know. I mean it's huge. He would have had to have had it shipped. Yeah. Imagine. Know. Imagine turning up at a Joe Con with one of them in cosplay, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Having yeah. to wheel it in in a wheelbarrow, probably. It's nice and big, but like you said, they've now made the, the generator portion of it is is attached. It's all part of part of one. Which you know, he, he probably doesn't like that because now it's heavier for him to lift. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I, I I think he looks great. Great head sculpt. Removable sunglasses, apparently, as well, according to the, the team. And uh, the necklace is like a good representation. of Because um, we talked about this, didn't we? We actually said, what the hell would that necklace look like in classified style? Because it's weird. It's like, it's almost like teeth, but not. Like kind of like I, animal things or broken I, dog tags or something. Yeah, it doesn't look like dog tags. I I kind of wondered if the original design was maybe a lock picking set and that it got lost in translation. Interesting. That's kind of what I always thought maybe it was. I, um, I, I don't think I've I don't think you've ever talked about that before. That's maybe really interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. I I've wondered what it was. Uh there you go, Pat. Oh, they're answer. both E3. Okay. They're both scraping the bottom of the barrel at G.I. Joe, aren't they? Um, uh, yeah, but he has additional tattoos, I think, that for the Dreadnoughts, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, now now the necklace is razor blades, and I think that that's cool. It it fits the character. Hopefully he's dulled some of them, though, so he doesn't just randomly get <laughs> cut himself cut. up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But I'm curious to see close-ups of the tattoos. And I think the thing that is really a good addition are all the spikes because uh, for the way that the Dreadnoughts look in the vintage run, they're, they're almost missing the yeah. spikes that seem like they should be there. And I think that's probably because it would, it would have been difficult to draft the spikes in that ABS plastic and the way that things were being molded and they needed to you know directly draft this way and they didn't have secondaries and the ability to have them stick up and yeah, I think that um, I think that they look good, big time. Good, good loadout. Love the figure design, and yeah, and they do tattoos really well on the classified series. So, yep. I really love rock and rolls tattoos. So I think I think the tattoos on these are going to be great. Yeah, um, it looks like his brass knuckles are gone though. Oh really? Yeah, I don't see them. Okay, well maybe well maybe you can take that thing off his bicep and put it around his hand. I wonder if that's something. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah, just a thought there, as you mentioned that. Um, anyway, like yeah, we'll we'll see when more information comes out on these guys. I imagine we will see this five-figure wave revealed physically at PulseCon. Uh, that just seems like a very high likelihood. Uh, Pat, what do you think? Do you, do you agree yeah, with me? That that makes a lot of sense. That it should be available for order soon. I just realised I forgot to do something. Um, it's not a 
big deal. I'll keep talking as I'm doing this, but I just have to change something quickly there. Boom. Sorry. Um, sorry on, on YouTube. It's got nothing to do with anyone. No one's have. Yeah, that's just me. Apologies. Uh, I just can't multitask, so I had to tell you what I was doing at the same time. Now, okay, as well as Ripper, we got the Crimson Strike team. Um, the only real difference here, or not, not the only real difference here, obviously they're, they're repaints, but the Baroness gets loads of new stuff on her, and I think her head sculpts are freaking awesome. She's got two different kind of, she's got wavy hair, and she's got a kind of more kind of sat, kind of standard hair piece. Both are removable. She comes with three new head sculpts, so two kind of standard and one um, battle mask. All of the hair pieces fit on all of the heads and the two different types of glasses are interchangeable as well. So you've got a lot going on with this Baroness all of a sudden, haven't you? Yeah, um, I really like that they're doing that with her. That is, honestly, this this set was probably an easy pass for me. Right. Uh, just because of money. I mean, stuff is coming way too fast. Uh, but the thing that really gives it my consideration is the the additional stuff for Baroness. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I think she looks great in the red. This could be, uh, again, this could be the basis of a, another release of the Baroness, either on a retro card or maybe in the blue or, you know, I, I don't know. We could, we could probably see multiples of this particular Baroness being utilized going forward. Yeah, uh, and I really I like the addition of the battle mask just to the history of Baroness having it in there. It's it's interesting. It's a it's a neat addition to me. Gaz, to answer your question, what's up with the hole in the Baroness mask's forehead? That's for the hairpiece to lock into. So all the hairpieces are interchangeable in, on all in three the heads. Forehead it is to lock into there. There's, well, not the forehead. There's that that gap at the top. In terms of the hole in the actual mask, I, don't think I think that's just hole. a design. Yeah, I think that there's just a dot there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's that's like if you, a, zoom, if you zoom in, you can see that it has like a, a dome look to it. It's not just a hole. And then you can see that there are like a couple of fangs with her red lips sticking behind it. On, on yeah, the bottom you can of the see, yeah effectively see the head behind the mask there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, really, man, I am like stoked for that Baroness. I got to admit, and honestly, I do like the twins figures. And I like them in that color scheme as well. Um, yeah, Zaymont Tomax are, are good figures anyway, but like the fact that we get them in this pack and then the set itself, like the 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 packaging again, phenomenal. They've gone way above and beyond on the packaging. So yeah, really, um, yeah, it's 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 weird. I was the same as you. I was like, okay, a three pack of repaints, whatever. But now seeing all this, you know, all the new stuff with the Baroness, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. So yeah, um, Con, right? PulseCon, yeah. Yeah. PulseCon exclusive. Um, then, of course, uh, during um, we, the, the panel, we had the pre-order drops for the 788 Fire Team, uh, Tripwire, Apsara, and <coughs> McLeod, and uh, Steelcore, which actually dropped on Monday the 24th. Did you see Pat, like, him just completely just being like, for goodness sake, Chris, like the, the displeasure across your face, as I uh, mentioned in McLeod there. Uh, anyway, let's talk about Tripwire, buddy, because we haven't really talked about it apart from on the monthly, which isn't out yet. Um, yes, Ben, indeed, McLeod, Clan McLeod. Anyway, what, what are your thoughts, mate, on this particular figure? Uh, I love it. I, I like the approach here of giving us the vintage style figure and then adding to it in order to update it so that you 
have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, you have your cake, you've made your bed, yeah, <laughs> just think of all of the different. <laughs> you can, yeah, it's it's the best of both worlds here, isn't it? And uh, it is. yeah, it's the it's best really of the good. world, best of both worlds without ends. Anyway, um, yeah, you've got what this effectively we're looking at here is the modern uh, interpretation of a explosive ordnance disposal operative. Um, you've got the I love the updated metal detector, mate. How good does that look with the different kind of like design on the the actual uh, detector part on the bottom of the stick. It looks like what it would look like, you know, and it, it, you know, it, it's weighted. It looks weighted properly with it being balanced behind his arm, so he doesn't wear out his arm all the time with a big heavy end to the to the metal detector. It yeah, makes a whole lot of sense. It looks like a military metal detector as opposed to one that you'd use on the beach. Uh, just right, you know what I mean? Like to find. I don't know. Coins. This is how the beach ones look look now. Oh, do too. they look like? Okay, I'm just I'm yeah. just thinking. I'm just thinking. I'm, my head's still in the '80s with metal detectors. Um, but anyway, it's yeah, it's very hurt locker, says Jeff Butler. Yeah, it it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, my McLeod will be honey powered. If you know, you know. You'll have to give us more information on that one, Jeremy. Um, yeah, it's definitely more Connor than Duncan, says Leon. Actually, it's more Christopher than any of those. Thank you very much. But anyway, yes, McLeod, M-A-C-L-E-O-D is the, is the acronym used for the very cool little robot as well that he comes with. How much fun is that as an additional extra? It's That's a great addition. Uh, they've really taken tripwire, and I can't think of what else they could possibly pack in here. A rat? Well, yeah, and I we we kind of talked before. I think we even mentioned this in the monthly that that isn't out yet. Uh, <laughs> that it it is it is nice, and we did mention it several monthlies back. I think that the addition in size of the figure makes it more possible to have uh, smaller scale real world animals packed in with them, and this. Yeah. Is, this is the case. Actually, you know what? I think I, now that I think about it, I think I brought up uh, a rat when we were talking about payload. Okay. I think that I included that as a potential accessory for my payload figure when we were talking about that. I think it I, did. I'm going to have to watch that back again. That's that's amazing. Yeah, because of the fact that there's a rat inside the, um, the Defiant, you know, just kind of blobby oh. sculpted in there. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that we when we were talking space like, rat, whether or not it ended up in the edit, uh, I, I think it did mention that it would be neat for payload to have come with a rat. That's but this amazing. is actually a good reason for a figure to come with a rat. <laughs> <laughs> I think tunnel rat would have been a good a reason for a rat as well. I think um, it might be a bit on the nose though on that one. Uh, Paul says, Chris, that's exciting about McLeod. How did you confirm the homage reference? I just asked them. Uh, is what I did. I just messaged and, and they they told me, yeah, it was a little nod. So uh, thank you very much uh, to that one. Um, yeah, Junkyard will eat that rodent, says Leon. I don't know. Junkyard's very well trained. I think they all get on the animals. Uh, in my universe, they're all friends and they all hang out in their own little, they've got their own little kind of section of the pit that they all kind of hand out, their own gym, their own like cafeteria. The, the animals are like a whole team. Than, I still want that Homeward Bound issue of the comic we talked about. Oh, my that. God. Oh, my God. That was so funny. 
Oh, and yeah, they see like the, building up a team of animals as he as it goes. All just the way. an issue of the animals being stuck somewhere for some reason and having to work together, and oh, it just so... just being the GI Joe animals in an issue of the comic. I would love. It'd be it. the tell you what, and it would be a silent issue. And how good of a friggin' link yeah. to even do it in the first place would it be to be a silent issue? That would be yeah, so good. That would be good. Oh come on, get that done. Um. Johnny says, uh, the rat is a great addition, having mine ride on the McLeod. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, the fact that they call out uh, McLeod on the name of the figure is sweet. I heard they were going to name Scrap Iron's missile launcher as Pat, but they didn't get into the factory in time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Um, anyway. Yes, rats are trained to find landmines, uh, George. Absolutely, that's the uh, the inclusion and why they're in, why it's in there, why it's in there. Apsar, I think it's a female rat on the set. I can't remember um, what they said, but love it. Um, and also, we get regular tunnel rat in this whole set, which is mind blowing to me. We get a, a great head sculpt and a removable helmet pat. It's like it's like Christmas and birthday in one. This figure. Yeah, it's excellent. Uh, I you know. After all the releases of Tunnel Rat, I was just tired that he had never had a removable helmet. That really needed to happen in the 25th line. You figure we got that Tunnel Rat figure, or Tunnel Rat, Tripwire. That's his name. Yeah. We got that Tripwire figure twice in the 25th line. And uh, it just, the fact that they, his helmet wasn't removable at all was, was disappointing to me. That's just the one thing that I always wanted from the vintage figure. Was to take that to be able to take that helmet off and see the the mask the face underneath. So this is nice. Uh, unfortunately, Pat, it looks like your name is going to be saved for the portable automatic toilet in the classified series. Uh, that's quite funny. Okay, W, I like it. I want to see funny acronyms for McLeod as well. Uh, ones that I can actually share. Um, yeah. Um, I'll, Brilliant stuff. And of course, the packaging is another element to kind of get involved in here, Pat. Um, there's an element, I think there's a sun, there's some sort of Sunbow reference going in here. There's a weapon attached to the interior of that mine or that uh, cave that they're entering. Um, and I, I maybe the mass device when they go into the, um, the tunnel with the snake armors. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't I don't remember. That could be what it is. I don't remember what that is. But anyway, it's it's an interesting thing. Let us know in the comments if you guys know what that reference is directly, because I can't remember if we spoke about it last time I did the live with this one. Uh, lovely artwork again as well, and I love that render. And McLeod is on the box front as well. How is this happening? This is the most surreal thing ever, but I love it. Um, and then now we've got Steel Core to talk about. So they went up on Monday, the twenty fourth. Um, happy with these ones, Pat? Did you get in on the? Are you are you getting in on in on Steel Core? Uh, yeah, I will be buying a set of these for sure. And I'm similar to what's going on. It seems to be a theme here where they're working with uh, updating the figures by adding parts that are removable. Those shoulder pads could come off, but I think I mentioned before when we saw these that that just kind of reminds me of the. The new sculpt era steel brigade figures that had yeah. the larger bulkier armor and i i don't know i mean so much stuff comes with tunnel rat that i'm kind of curious to see if some of that could even go on them to make them look different do you mean tripwire god yeah tripwire 
You got me. Did you say tunnel rat and then I did, or did I? I think because we've been talking about the rat. We've been talking about the rat. I did mention tunnel rat when I said it would have been more. You know, that would have been a good opportunity to have a rat in. But now that you've said tunnel rat, I'm just going to call all the figures tunnel rat. (laughs) So the tunnel rat core two pack, (laughs) Pat. Somebody said Pat the rat would have been a better name. Yeah. Would you have? Imagine if they'd have yeah. put us both in the same figure. That would have been freaking hilarious. I'd have been all over that. Um, mechanical cheese bag launching explosive ordnance drone. Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate that one. That's a good one. Mechanical cheese bag is is genius. Um, what if yeah. it was just to open cheese bags? <laughs> just a cheese bag. Tripwire should have come with Listen and Fun cassette and Walkman. Oh, that's a good shout, actually. Although we were talking about that, weren't we, Pat? We were talking about like what possible repaints they could yeah. do. Yeah, if, if there's a repaint, it definitely needs to come with that same uh, the same tape player, at the very minimum, the same tape player that comes with Chuckles. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Done. It's all done. Green shirt two-pack next, please, the Super Sign Berserk. Would you be up for the green shirts as a two-pack? Yeah, I, I sure. I, I'm curious what they would do with the green shirts to make them look interesting. You know, that'd be definitely in, in a situation of adding gear. Technically, do we have one already in Grunt? Not a two pack. Grunt, maybe. Yeah, but we effectively have a sort of classified green shirt. If you yeah. are you specifically saying like Super Sign? I'm talking to here. Are you specifically saying like green shirts from the other media, like the comic and the cartoon? Let's know. It would be um, nice to have a, a pack that had a bunch of different heads in it. Yeah. Shirts. Yeah, that would yeah, big time. Um anyway, some cracking shots of the steel core, uh, but they obviously were out. Then we have booth reveals for Mutton Junkyard and the Crimson Strike team. So we got Mutton Junkyard. Uh what are your thoughts on Mutton Junkyard quickly, buddy? Uh I I like them. I love the fact that they gave Junkyard some protection. Yeah, he's got that little jacket, which is pretty neat, isn't it? And then obviously the little uh kind of like loop on the back as well so the handle and everything really like this um junkyard looks great again i think they're knocking it out of the park with the animals like each time like we've got some really good animals on the go um yeah and again the muzzles on there as well that you can kind of just about see on the middle shot on the floor um yeah loving the deco on the weapons too mutt looks great um yeah awesome stuff can't really go wrong there i don't think um and then, of course, some other shots of Mutton Junkyard in the booth. There's t- Tripwire, not Tunnel Rat. I almost said it myself there. Thanks, Pat. Um, and then we've got a reverse shot um, showing the butts. I just wanted to see the butts of everybody going on there. Uh, and a couple of Televipers thought it was funny as well, talking to each other. Just the heads, though. Um, yeah. And uh, then, yeah, the Pyth Patrol 3-pack in like actual physical format here. Baroness... Oh, yeah. Looks great, actually. I'm I'm really into the bar- that Baroness design now. Yeah, and I, I love the fact that the armored parts are shiny. Yeah, on her, so that they look like it. You know, it's a different texture. Oh, thank you, Bree Bree Bigby, for the um, uh, super chat. Glenda has Flash's gear. Steelcore had the jetpacks. Is a jump set in the future? Pretty please. I think everything is in the future, honestly. <laughs> I think we're going to get everything because so far we've pr- we've almost got everything, have we not, Pat? Uh, yeah. The, you know, the jump is a weird one because I would love to have a, a full jump 
set again, but where the jump is re-released, generally they've just been giving us the backpacks. I mean, how many times have we gotten the backpack without the base of it? The base came out like once and they, the club almost did it again, but then they didn't. And I would yeah. love though to have had a re-release of that that would have been the silver to match the G.I. Joe headquarters. Yeah. I, I would have liked a, a whole jump set. Absolutely. Same. And I, I think that I definitely think we'll see that in classified at some point. And I definitely think we'll see we'll probably we'll see everything eventually. I think the line has got enough legs to keep churning this stuff out, honestly. Um Bree, thank you very much for the super chat. We really appreciate it. Um this set makes me have so happy, says Neil. The chest armor is very shiny in person, says Slave. Brilliant. You've got to see that in person. I'm jealous. Um, Tripwire shows how good Flash and Grand Slam could be, says Leon. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, big time. Um, oh, Jeffrey's given us some more information about Apsara, the name. Uh, Indian religion and mythology, one of the celestial singers and dancers, originally water nymphs. The Apsaras provide sensual pleasure for both gods and men. Interesting. Thanks for the extra uh, information on that, Jeffrey. I'm not sure I needed to know all of that, but I do now, and now I can't get it out of my head. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. Now, moving on, and finally for the SD SDCC segment, we've got some more information. We already talked about the retro series. It's returning as a mainline with thicker card backs. Check. Now, uh, one thing that popped up in chats and interviews with Lenny here, Pat, with the, the Thunder Machine, he feels, is too small for a HasLab, um, which screams to me that maybe they're thinking about that as a retail release. Yeah, that's what it seems to me, too. Um, I think it actually is kind of big for a retail release, but maybe they don't feel that way. Maybe they're looking at it and thinking it doesn't need the electronics and it could just kind of work at retail. Uh, I don't know. I mean, size-wise and HasLab-wise, maybe maybe they're looking at that. And it's, it's a little bit too similar to the footprint of the Ghost Rider car that didn't fund. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. I, th I think... They are looking bigger with Haslabs now. And we've, I mean, we've got the huge Dragonfly, we've got a huge Hiss tank. I think something like a lot of people have been talking about it as well, because the next thing that they mentioned, uh, aerial vehicles seem to be preferred for Haslab campaigns from the Has Hasbro team due to the ability to offset space by displaying at angles on stands. Now, I know you'd have to display it pretty like pretty angled in order to displace that space kind of situation but there is something in that a little bit whereas a like a like a vehicle like a big lump of a vehicle is just going to take that space up um so i guess there's something in that but does that maybe hint towards maybe a rattler or an x30 conquest yeah it does hint towards i mean they're not talking about a cobra claw no so, yeah yep. uh it it does hint toward that i, I I like the fact that if the aerial vehicles are going to end up somewhere, it's it's somewhere that they can actually have that base to offset the angle because I don't like the the thought of having to dangle all of them from the ceiling, and I don't uh, I don't like the thought of them just you know not coming with something that they could be displayed sitting on a shelf. Yeah, because those bases make that kind of make that possible. Yeah, no, I I, I, get, I get cannot that imagine a sky striker. I just can't. I know it's too that's too big. Sky Striker and Night Raven, I think, are off the table, in my opinion. Um yeah. I'm not saying that'll never happen, but I just feel like that that is kind of it's too they're too long. Um the vamp, mate, 
comes with an opening hood and a removable engine. Isn't that like the best thing you've ever heard in your life? Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, it gives Clutch the ability to get in there and be look look like he's working on the engine. I like that. Also, we haven't talked about this, but if the vamp is coming out, surely that opens the door for a retail or striker. For sure, yeah, yeah. Again, um, if, if well, if the Thunder Machine is going to be too small for a Haslab, then the Ostriker certainly is too small for a Haslab. Allstrike is too small for retail. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, it's not. Um, what else? Oh, there's an orange blob on the SMS render, which we'll get to in a second, that covers a holographic readout screen that attaches to the Techno Viper's arm. Um, I guess they're working that out a little bit, and it was a it was in progress, so they didn't want to show it yet. Um, they weren't going to be showing those renders at all. But I think John Warden pulled rank in the panel and just said, yeah, just show them. So <laughs> so they did, uh, which was fun, which we'll look at in a second. The um, rockets on the SMS are nine inches long, Pat. This is a big vehicle, like a towable, but it's, it's massive by the sound of things. Um, the tow hitch is articulated in order to work with different vehicles. And the Techno Viper will come with all of his accessories that fit into the backpack as well. Let's look at it. We might as well. We're here. So that is the if that's the figure, that is mental size for that, isn't it? But I suppose it makes sense. It scales up. Yeah, and um, I'm glad that we're getting this. We talked about it a bazillion times since the the reveal of the his tank Haslab. Crazy. Um, it, lo it looks really cool. I'm really down for this one, and I'm glad that Techno Viper also looks great. And I'm glad, I mean, this is a pre paint 100%. We're either going to get the regular version before this SMS comes out, um, but uh, or afterwards, but either way, we're getting a purple Techno Viper. Have no fear. No, oh, I um, thought you were talking about the SMS. Oh, no, the SMS. Imagine a purple be, SMS. Yeah, it could be towed behind the, the vamp. Oh, well, a green one. Yeah, a green that's one. definitely yeah. going to happen. Uh, I'd imagine uh, MMS for that, right? right. So yeah, that I, yeah. I, I mean, it has to happen. You, there's a tow hook on it. Look, they they even joked about that in the panel, um, and also I think John Warden even mentioned a Stinger by name, but as a, almost like an, as, as an example of vehicles that could tow the SMS. Well, so say that that the the body of the vamp would be. Uh, planned for future use. So mm. go, just go ahead and expect to see those other iterations of it. So I think that a Vamp Mark II and a Stinger are pretty much a sure thing. Those look yeah, locked in. And a Tiger Sting, please, and thank you very much. Um, what do you think of the, the Vamp? I mean, I think it, they've pretty much nailed it, honestly. Yeah, uh, I'm really curious to see the guns, the guns on the back because those were not so real world on the original one. And that was an area that I didn't really like about the air chariot was the addition of the guns that just seemed out of place on it to me. This could work though. Uh, I'm curious though. It looks like there's the handles for somebody to operate those yet. It still doesn't have uh, anywhere for anyone to stand in the back to actually do that. Yeah. Probably on the gas cans, but that would be a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's double. It's a double barrel. Uh, we know that much. It's, so it's going to look like the Vamp uh, one. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. It's got that bullet-fed kind of system going on as well. Uh, like the removable, I think they said off the top. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and yeah, there's lots of cool stuff with this. All the tools that it comes with, the fire extinguisher, the, the shovel which clips onto the, the hood, 
the axe, which probably does the same thing. There's probably another point for that to kind of clip onto somewhere. Um, the gas cans, the clutch itself looks really good. Um, and I like the fact they've thrown in that steel core helmet with the, the mouth as well on it. Very, very yeah. cool. Very cool. Um, anyway, I think that's everything, buddy, for the SDCC. Am I right? Uh, I'm going to have to... I yes, think I am. Yes, you are. Yes. That pretty much covers everything for SDCCCCCC. I'm glad we got a chance to really discuss that and get into detail with it without really having to, you know, we didn't necessarily, we rushed a bit, but not too much. In any case, we've got one more thing to discuss, and that is Flint and Vipra. Even though we saw these two new additions to the Tiger Force and Python Patrol sub-teams at SDCC, I don't think anybody was expecting a random pre-order drop for both on Wednesday afternoon. I would also imagine that there wasn't a lot of people aware that the previously leaked Python Patrol Ninja was Vipra. All very cool, and even though Hasbro Pulse sold out fairly quickly, they are both still available for pre-order on the Target website. Oh, I checked this morning. Um, <laughs> this isn't a chuckle scenario. I, I definitely checked. Um, so yeah, Flint and Viper. How much of a surprise was that, uh, Pat? We'll, we'll talk. We'll go through them, obviously. But the the fact that they used uh, Viper as a, a name for this particular character was that a surprise to you? Yeah, uh, the the original figure is clearly just Jinx recolored, and I think that her file card though goes gives no indication that she's a ninja, mm. even though she includes all the accessories as well. Uh, but she was a Cobra courier that was you know a driver. So, yeah, it, it's she's one of those ones also then she kind of evolved to be a generic trooper name that it wasn't one specific person in that six pack Toys R Us. And now here she is as I think a single person again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's interesting. I like the way that they've painted the eyes so that it does not look like it's the same person as mm. the, the one in the two pack. It looks yeah definitely different um and, and it's it's interesting like I, I said to you before it's the opposite of the name 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 only reveal we got everything but the name and then the name last <laughs> everything but the name only reveal um yeah big time and uh jeffrey smith has said is viper a cat viper a character or troop builder kind of up to you at this point but viper technically this figure is a character in her own right but you can kind of treat build her because she comes with that that skull mask. So you can have like her as like maybe the leader and then a team of these like skull mask ninjas behind her. Anyway, we'll start with Flint first because that's what's on the docket on the slideshow. Um, what do you think of the this particular uh, deco, Pat? We kind of talked about this last week, didn't we? Because we saw these um, figures kind of revealed first. Yeah, I, I don't love it. Um, it's okay. Uh, it's neat that he has the Tiger Force logo there on his beret. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I, I think that's fun. I like that a lot. Um, and, and that's the kind of thing that you can do in this in this larger scale. Uh, but overall, I don't know. I mean, the Flint figure is already kind of looking... It's weird that it's it's the update, but to me that looks dated now that the rest of the Do you really stuff... think so? Because yeah, I, I think do. the other way, I think this is a great looking figure. Like, I, I think this was one of those ones at the time when I was like, I really liked the, the the incorporation of both. Like, it was that, you know, definitely Flint in there, but there was like an up, like a classified upgrade given to it. And I thought that was like a really, 
Like, and I, yeah, I, to me, I don't think it's dated necessarily. The the line seems to have moved on from this type of upgrade, like the type of upgrade that Tripwire is. And I got his name right that time. <laughs> the t- the type of upgrade that he is isn't this type of upgrade because he still has a lot of real world influence. Where this was this was a, a time where they were going um, a lot of imagined new high tech, right? And that just it, it doesn't it doesn't fit that well with the rest of the line to me. And it much like Duke, it feels like eventually there's going to be a retro figure and eventually it's going to make sense to make that newer retro figure in a more traditional tiger force color pattern, which maybe is good then that they're doing the the face paint the way that they did to make him even more different. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, this is, this is like, I'm having trouble with, with keeping up with money. I have no plans to buy this figure at all. Okay. Um, this is a, an agree to disagree situation, I believe, because like I said, I, I feel like this was, like, and I really like that original figure. I thought it was like a really cool update to the character and uh, really liked all the, the elements they kind of infused into it. Because effectively, it's really just a like a, a blooming chest piece. Uh, I know, like you got the shin guards still and stuff like that, but like it, I don't, they don't really kind of big holster on his left guard. leg. Well, that's an addition that that's brought in from um, uh, Rakondo, isn't it? That's Rakondo's uh, machete. Yeah, that looks that looks kind of out of place to me. Well, that's yeah, they've uh, it does there, doesn't it? On that particular image, right yeah. there. Um, I I feel like it looks better in the uh, the pr- the promo images. Um, it might, yeah. But like, yeah, I, I think the that's just an addition from Rakondo, basically, with the machete and his. They've thrown in his rifle as well from that um, Tiger Force uh, Rakondo. Uh, but yeah, no, that's cool, man. I mean, you, I'm not saying you're, you know, that's how you feel about it, and that's how you feel about it. Um, but well, yeah, so he that, has one holster twisted around the back of the leg. I don't think that's intentional, is it? No, that's the that's just the, yeah, that's the uh, they've just they're taking the wrong image. But basically, the the holster's all the way around the back of his uh, right leg there. Yeah, it should be on the yeah. side. Um, yeah, cool. Well, that's Flint. Um, and then we've got Viper. Uh, what do you think about this one? Again, I think that this is a character that kind of needs some course correction in order to finally decide who she is and where she fits in the G.I. Joe line. So revisiting her is a good thing. And actually, this one looks better to me than those initial pictures. The initial pictures made that skull mask look like it was sitting so far off that it almost made her neck feel like it wasn't positioned uh, or centered right, even though we know that that wasn't the case. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean on that one. It almost like felt like, oh, they've thrown it on there and it doesn't quite fit. But yeah, definitely yeah. agree with you on that. It one. looks better in all these pictures. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, and the thing was, uh, they didn't the club sort of kind of hint at Viper being a ninja when they did her in the FSS. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that release. I don't remember what they said. I feel like they almost like took that character and put her into like a ninja thing with the weapons they gave her and stuff and all the gear. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember what the file card said. I can't be bothered to look I it don't up right remember now. either. Uh, but it, yeah, it's I, I like what they're doing here with this particular character. Do you think we'll get another repaint of this? I'm not. I'm not. I'm thinking no, because this is a Python Patrol figure. Don't forget, this is a sub team. Right. Yeah, but sometimes you know characters exist on those sub teams, then don't get a a standard color. I, I I don't think that we will. 
I mean, if we did... You think this is a sky striker maneuver, don't you? Yes, I do, in, in some ways. Because if you think about it, if we did, it would be this figure in blue. And then it's almost the same as the figure that you can already buy. Yeah. I'd do that really cool phasing uh, deco that we got in the first one, just to really change it up a bit. Yeah. Um, or do, yeah, the, the, there are Viper sisters with twin Arashikagi ninjas, G7M9W. Yeah, they're in that six-pack, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, the Viper has been utilized many times throughout the uh, the year, uh, throughout the year, throughout the history of the line. Um, anyway, she comes with uh, Storm Shadow's gear, Satan's skull mask with that really cool like like bit of deco on it. And uh, I can't remember whose swords they are. Whose swords are they? Storm Shadows, maybe, still? I think They're Storm probably... Shadows. Of course yeah, they are, because they go in the, the yeah. backpack. Yeah, they go in the backpack. Of course they do. Um, but yeah, I think she looks great. I really love the idea behind this um, introduction into the sub-team as well. And yeah, I'm, 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 I think she's cool. Um, and of course, that is her packaging. Nice little, nice little additions, I guess. Uh, surprise pre-order drop randomly in the middle of the, the week. Um, but we've finally come to the end, Pat, of all the things we wanted to talk about. My goodness, um, nice. it's been a long one. Um, right, uh, let's get into shout-outs before we have to go. Have you tried Hoarder yet? No? Well, you need to. If you have a collection of things and want to create a fun and easy way of organising it and, of course, showing it off, then get involved. You can post items and build collections and you can drop a status like getting a fun delivery or seeing some awesome related stuff on your travels. Build your collections with Hoarder. The app is free to download on Google Play and the App Store, so what are you waiting for? Get to hoarding. Right then, buddy, go first. Who are we shouting out? Uh, shout out to Philip and hey. our Cobra Convergence special uh, that we are we are putting up. Actually, put up four minutes ago. It was scheduled to go up at eleven thirty today. So after we're done here, if you're not totally tired of hearing me or, or annoyed with me. Uh, <laughs> Please take a look at our October Convergence video on YouTube. Yeah, definitely check that out. I'll be sharing that soon. Articulated like, points, if, you, if you've not heard. Articulated points. Also, big shout out to Phil for doing the panel live stream. That was amazing. Yes. Um, yeah, he did. And, and that's doing some cracking numbers on articulated points as well, like 6,000 views or something. It, yeah, it's it's crazy how many views that has gotten. Way, way more, obviously, than any of any of my videos. I'm like, yeah, 200. Yeah. And, you know, Philip puts that up 6,000 views. Let's get let's get the next video that Pat does up to 70,000 views just to eclipse sure. what Phil yeah. did. Uh, no, I think, yeah, I mean, it, thank you to Phil for doing that. Oh, there were a few streams going on, but I think Phil's actually was the clearest and the steadiest, I have to admit. I think it was really, really good. So thank you for doing that, Phil. Um, also, who else is up, Pat? Ray Murphy. This has arrived. Awesome. He was so kind as to gift me the, the awesome, and you may have seen this online already. He posted it. Uh, but in person, it's even better. Uh, I took some quick pictures of it here and just love the way uh, the, that it actually was doing one of the things I liked in the cartoon with the, the visor just reflecting things. Yeah. And it having that Starcom look to it. And it's just amazing the way that he kitbashed the the weapon together. It, yeah. it works so perfectly. He, 
he definitely um, hit that feeling of there being tanks on the backpack. Bit of barbecue and, in there. Yeah, and there's a, a consistent look to the tech of the weapon. Because I think sometimes where people kit bash weapons together, uh, you'll have certain parts of it will look super detailed, and then other parts look not detailed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot. Of, this is a coherent. It's a really well put together figure. I I so appreciate it. It's it's huge shout out, shout out to him because I appreciate this. Yeah, shout out to Ray Murphy. He is so kind. He sent me that Lightfoot custom. I'm so happy he sent you this though, because like the moment I saw this, I even shared it with you. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And it is, it's a great figure, that Starcom one. Like, so really happy with that. Uh, someone's asked, what is it? It's a Starcom classified uh, custom, isn't it, Pat? Of, um, I forget the character name. Uh, Crowbar, Paul Crowbar Corbin. Yeah. With the uh, with the crew cut. Um, yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, I kind of like the, the Duke face sculpt for Crowbar a little more than for Duke. For Duke, yeah, totally. And we're getting a retro Duke as well soon. So, yeah, you can completely wipe that off the face of the earth and use yeah. that for, for Crowbar. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, phenomenal figure. Phenomenal work. Love Ray. Thanks, Ray, if you're watching or if you do watch. Uh, brilliant stuff. Um, oh, McMurphy. Bloody hell, McMurphy. Thank you so much for... The super chat. Wow. Hear me out. Future has lab pterodrome sold in halves so it can sit flush against the wall for space saving display purposes. Buy two halves to connect and make a single large pterodrome if you've got the space. What do you think of that, Pat? That could work. Uh, sizing it down. I mean, that's the same approach that they're doing with like uh, a lot of the Star Wars stuff where it's like, okay, reasonable price and size but if you buy more than one they can go together they did that with bespin they did it with like that i think the cantina from navarro mm -hmm. um and a few other ones uh the tanta v4 like a lot of stuff that they've done that with so yeah i think that that's possible you'd still have probably an extra uh fire bat silo that would be in the middle right yeah yeah uh, but that's workable. I think that you could do that. Oh, that's so good. Uh, George said, how would that work with the Firebat? I think, you know, you would just have it the half and you wouldn't really have the silo working. But if you had two halves, then the silo would be operational, if that makes sense. Or it would make sense because you couldn't squeeze the Firebat out of the half and the wall, but you could definitely squeeze it out of the two halves together. So, yeah, I think that would be that would be cool um yeah thank you mcmurphy that's brilliant thank you for the super chat that's incredible pat you're wearing your starcom t-shirt today aren't you i am so you notice the theme of stuff that's been gifted to me that is starcom yes because you, you made this shirt i made that for you um i'm glad every now and again that's awesome um and yeah thanks to ray brilliant stuff uh shout out to the fam massive shout out to mom and dad and the fam in the uk and of course the fam in the us and of course kate and thebes Shout out to all of you guys. Love you very much. Um, yeah, lots of exciting things happening at the moment. We'll uh, we'll explain later. Uh, but yeah, very uh, love to everybody. Love the whole fam. Uh, and of course, to Brian Sauer for our amazing graphics and also for his obviously continued work on Disassembly Required, the 12th annual Iowa, 12th annual Iowa G.I. Joe convention. And November the 3rd and 4th at Hy-Vee Hall, downtown Des Moines. Uh, make sure you guys 
are keeping track of everything on Codename Iowa um, on the Facebook page and Instagram. And also, uh, Armour is another, is the online version of Assembly Required, which we got another memo from Extensive Enterprises about. So thank you, Brian, for giving us uh, even more stuff to talk about. So all to all employees, Fred's ladder climbers, etc., from Tomax and Zaymot Powley, joint CEOs of Extensive Enterprises, the subject 2023 Armour online panels. Members of our team are expected to maintain a uniform body of knowledge as a component of the Extensive Enterprises training and indoctrination program. We have partnered with Codename Iowa to present several illuminating panels you can enjoy online at the Armour event on August 19th. Dan Kling and Smith Jr. is going to be doing one called Creating G.I. Joe with Ron Rudat. That should be awesome. David T. Allen, friend of the show, often in the comments, probably in at the moment as well. Uh, G.I. Joe New News Review with Buzz Dixon. That sounds like another brilliant uh, panel to get in, uh, enjoy and to enjoy. And then there's another one at the end, which I don't think anyone's going to care about too much. Uh, Patrick, not Picard, Stuart, Articulated Points Podcast. Dude. Excited and, to see that. Philip should be with me. Uh, we still need to get that together. So, uh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm excited for it. More details will be provided once our committee for congruency has vetted all content. Reminder, enhance your elucidation with a gear kit. Pre-orders close August 6th, 11, 11 p.m. Now, based on that gear kit, here is the gear kit box that you'll get if you get the all-in one, which is amazing. Um, funny story, Brian had designed one that looked very similar nine months ago, mind you, looked very similar to the, uh, the, the, the footlocker, the, the stolen footlocker that comes with chuckles, uh, the kind of silvery kind of style, uh, laptop style. But now they've done this beautiful red snakeskin extensive enterprises briefcase. Phenomenal. Also what will come in that is this t-shirt. Yes. Extensive enterprises circus day, third annual company picnic genius guys by the way in the uh references for this one and some lovely artwork there by, by brian of the twins uh and that kind of stuff love i love that t-shirt i kind of want that now yeah this is a really good choice i this is something that wouldn't have dawned on me for them to have even done like hey i'm taking if he said i'm taking suggestions never would have thought of this but now that i see it it's perfect yeah, it's all making sense. It's great. It uh, looks a bit similar to your T-shirt as well, Pat, but just without the uh, different design and color and everything. It's a completely different T-shirt. Um, and also, massive shout out to Skeletron, who posted first shots of their Wolf Trooper, the Marauder Task Force 4-inch Wolf Trooper. And my goodness, that thing looks phenomenal. They're still on track based on the um, the list of delivery uh, things that we gave you a couple of weeks back. So everything is still moving. It's still progressing exactly as planned. So fingers crossed that continues to be the case. And we will be getting a lot of stuff very soon, which is very exciting. How good does this figure look, mate? Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this. So good. Look at that backpack as well, that jetpack. Brilliant. And the, the claws attached to it. Next level. Cannot wait for this. Uh, also, that's it. That's it. We've reached the end. Massive thank you to our patrons, to our listeners, our viewers, to everyone for the super chats. TJ Singh with the super chat at the last minute. I need armored cocoa ASAP, mate. We all do. Uh, we all need an armored. Do you mean an armored cup of cocoa, hot cocoa, or do you mean an armored Cobra Commander? Either way, I'd like both of those. Thank you for the super chats, guys. Thank you for the chats and the comments and all that kind of stuff. 
all the support and to our patrons. You've got uh, an Intel Live, I think, is going to be happening tomorrow morning. I'll be uh, letting you know more details on that later today. Pat, thank you for joining me again, buddy. Thanks for having me on, as always. Uh, have you got to go to work now, like immediately? I do, yeah. <laughs> after three, you know what to do, you cheese bags. First of all, stay fresh. But after three, one, two, three, full force. force. Indeed. Now bugger off. See ya. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash The Full Force and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on either of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force